Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Are you opening up notes? Yeah. I love you so I'm going to be prepared now. <laughs> you made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we'll watch. I'm Allison Bobbitt, as always, with my sweet husband, Mike Bobbitt. And Mike, you made me watch The Running Man. I don't know if I'm going to edit out your (laughs) (sighs) beforehand (laughs) or not. I was going to ask you right out of the gate, Mm -hmm. did you like it? But I think I know the answer. I'll still ask because Um, that's how the show works. Did I like it? No. No, I didn't. But was it ridiculous? Yes. Yes, it was. There were enjoyable moments, but on the whole, it is borderline unwatchable. <laughs> it is American Gladiator Hungry Game Hunger Games with like a little bit of Tron, I think, thrown in there. It is so bad. <laughs> so stupid. Do you know how American Gladiators was sold to network? How? The producers showed a clip of the running man and said this, but without, you know, all the killing and shit. Are you serious? (laughs) And sold American Gladiators on the spot. You know what? I get it. So the premise of the movie is that Arnold Schwarzenegger will not kill innocent civilians In the future, 2017. In the future of 2017. He won't do it. So instead, the government is like, well, we're going to make it seem like this was all your idea and we tried to stop you. So they frame him with editing. Literally. (laughs) They framed him with editing because everything's on just like... You're being filmed constantly, I guess. Yeah. Like, they just, they didn't even get, like, they didn't even think to be, like, we should make it look like surveillance or, like, CCTV footage. Like, no, they just re-edited that part of the movie (laughs) so that they they took out the part where he said, I'm not going to shoot innocent civilians. Oh, my God. So then he has to go to jail. But they had the entire production crew of the movie on a helicopter. (laughs) It was a pretty big helicopter. Yeah. Um, Why would they use CCTV footage or, like, you know, black box recording of the helicopter when you had this, you know. You're right. You're right. Stellar footage. (laughs) Also, apparently, the biggest, best TV show on is The Hunger Games, basically, except... 
they just kind of throw you in there, and then one of the gladiators or stalkers, stalkers murders you um, because they're all armed and have all these gadgets, and you're just in a unitard. So that's cool. Sponsored by Adidas. Adidas. Lycra. <laughs> um, but they didn't bet that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be so strong and, and smart. And his friends would help him. Yeah, even though they put them on the show because he's strong and smart and his, he and his friends outsmarted the prison system to escape. Yes. Yeah. They're like, no way he's going to use that against our stalkers. So he does and he defeats them all. And then the girl that he kidnaps and then um, Stockholm syndromes. Mm-hmm. finds the original data file that shows that he was innocent the whole time and they play that because all anyone does is watch TV anymore, which is kind of accurate. And then the whole world knows that the government and the game show are bullshit and they revolt. The end. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing story. It starts in 2017. It does. But apparently the movie takes place in 2019. Oh. The future. The future. Yeah. Yes. So did you like anything about it? Um, What did I like about it? Oh, there was also an attempted rape for some reason. That was terrifying. <laughs> what did she say to him? Maria Conchito Alonso to Maria- Dynamo. Yes. She says something to him like that he's got like a little dick or something. And he's like, I'll show you a little dick. And his pants are around his ankles. I'm like, what the f- Why? Why Why are we raping? <laughs> why you know does it have to be rape? You know what does suck about that? I was right. The actor was from, I think, Stir Crazy, a Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie. Uh, his name was mm-hmm. Erlen Van Litt. Yeah. And in real life, he was an opera singer. Yeah. He did his own singing in the movie, and he died shortly after this movie. Finished filming, completed. right? Yeah, he was very young. He's 34. He just, did he just have a heart attack? Yeah. Yeah. He was a big guy, but yeah, it's very, very sad. He has a son and a wife. He had a son and a wife. So, so what you did like about it was the attempted rape. Okay. No, what I else? hated the attempted oh, rape. Well, what did I like about it? What did I like about it? Um, I liked Yafit Kodo. Yeah. I enjoyed him. There were there were a lot of um Schwarzenegger like quips. quips. Yeah. That I enjoyed. They were always like just, it was like jokes. Like where there was a joke every minute and said it was a, a Schwarzenegger quip every, every couple of minutes. Those were pretty hilarious because they were so stupid. I know. Some of them were like really bad. Like, you were a sub zero. Now you're just plain zero. <laughs> like, what? Like, I don't understand what, what do you, yeah, what? I, I wrote that line. Yeah, we know because yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's maybe in its original Austrian, it sounded good, but yeah, there's there's a lot of really bad ones. Um, this is what I think is funny about. He that. does say, "I'll be back." He does in this movie, which is pretty funny. Yep, this is what I think is funny about that. He apparently really hated that Paul Michael Glazer directed this because this is Paul Michael Glazer's first movie they directed, and he's like, you know. I like the book. He doesn't understand the book. But it's like, dude, if you understood the book, 
you would first of all wouldn't be in the movie and secondly you wouldn't be making weird quips like mm-hmm. you're looking for your brother who dot who disappeared who disappeared and uh and apparently we just never worry about that yeah no like that's a thing he's doing but we we never worry about that again yeah i totally forgot about that part by the end yeah and uh it's <laughs> um yeah it's it's a bad movie that <laughs> just gets worse. Unless you really want to watch him in spandex say things like he had to split or oh someone tells him to drop be- drop dead and he says I don't do requests. Like <laughs> okay, like if you want to see that like maybe get under the influence of something and watch this. This would probably be enjoyable then. What would have been a he doesn't do a quip when they the government tells him to mow down all the civilians. What would have been a good quip for that? When he won't kill the civilians. Yeah. They want to eat bread, not lead. <laughs> <laughs> what would be another oh, good one? God, I don't know. I don't think there is a quip for that. Well, since uh, I'll be back is like a callback to Terminator, mm-hmm. it would have been neat if they did a, a callback to Commando, where he's like, "Get in the chopper!" Get in the chopper <laughs> by uh, telling the other cops who do want to murder the civilians, mm-hmm. "Get off the chopper!" Get off the chopper! <laughs> he tries to escape by booking a commercial flight on an airplane, and Maria Conchito Alonso double crosses him mm-hmm. by stomping on his foot. And running away. And uh, so he's running down the uh, tarmac and cops shoot a net at him. It would have been funny. <laughs> the net if, gun. If he was like on the ground in the net. If he was like, wait, I'm willing to go stand by. <laughs> oh my God. The net gun is so hilarious because it's so huge. And the way he falls down is so stupid. Like, first of all, net guns don't work. Like. They just don't. And also, like, an adult man, the net that fired off was not that big. Mm-hmm. He would not have gotten caught up in that. His entire head and shoulders were sticking through one of the holes. I was like, <laughs> um, you could have just shimmied it off. Yeah, you know that, right? Like, what is happening? I think it's funny, too, that the first shot of him running, they got this, like, super duper runner guy who is not nearly as built but they got him because he could run like crazy fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's jarring. Not only because I'm watching a human being run super fast, but also because I'm watching a human being who looks like he's a foot taller and 150 pounds lighter than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You can really tell when it's his stunt double, which is so funny because it's really only a stunt double for the running scene. And it's super hilarious because I'm like, oh, he's running like normal. And then when you see Arnold Schwarzenegger running, he's running like an idiot. And I'm like, what's going (laughs) He runs like a doofus. Like, he just, he's a weightlifter and he's good at, like, posing and doing, but running? No, ma'am. He looks real stupid. This movie, I was hoping would be closer to RoboCop, which came out the same year, 1987. And I was hoping for more of a satire, like RoboCop has a lot of neat satire in it or something like idiocracy. Uh, unfortunately, this did not. I would have liked to have seen other clips from other game shows besides just the uh, 
climbing for dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. where you have a bunch of oh yeah, yeah. Like, um, was it gators or something trying to? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I thought it was dogs. Oh, maybe that's what yeah. It was. I don't. Remember. I can't remember because um, in the book, and I'll I'll talk about the differences between the book and movie uh shortly, but some of the other game shows on the network are <laughs> treadmill for bucks. How hot can you take it? Swim with the crocodiles, and their flagship show is The Running Man. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have been fun to see some more of those. Some of the other shows. Yeah. There were some things I did like about it, though. I think it's kind of neat how in 1987, which is, what is that, 35 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, wow. They kind of predicted deep fakes because, oh, um, yeah, because Jesse Ventura is in and- this movie and refuses to go after Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. So they just basically do a deep fake yeah, they version just, of yeah, that. Yeah, where they just CG his face over another actor, which they actually not only is deep faking a thing, but like CGing a face over another actor is a thing commonly used in film right now. Yeah, I, I think the book, uh, from what I understand, is even closer to today's reality. Mm-hmm. But... um. Yeah, I was just hoping for more of that. Um, more dystopia? Like, yeah. Or more accuracy? or More uh, more like future tech and more like commentary on, you know, like, I mean, it was neat that they, you know, kind of did a fake news type thing because, you know, it's all fake news through the uh, program oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But the movie ultimately ends up being like 5% thoughtful and prophetic and 95% like dumb action movie that looked really cheap. Like I was surprised how cheap this movie looked. A lot of the scenes just look like they really did not have enough money to make a set in a soundstage. So they just put like lined it with containers and pushed shit up against shit. uh, So that it just kind of looks like a street. It looks not that good. Parts of this were shot in a ice skating rink, and it looks mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. but it kind of looks like they took walls from like a high school production of anything and just repurposed them for a blockbuster movie. Yeah, the sets look bad. Like yeah. it's, and I don't mean it as like oh compared to today's movie. Like no, I mean like compared to other movies at the time, it does not look like RoboCop mm-hmm. looks so much better. Yeah, I I rewatched Buck Rogers, the television series that predates this by probably about seven years. So it's probably like a 1980s series, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because when they're walking around in ships. They basically have the same corner piece of a hallway and they Mm -hmm. just light it differently depending on what spaceship you're supposed to be in. (laughs) And you can tell like it just keeps cutting like every few feet. Like if someone's doing uh, Aaron Sorkin walking and talking scene, you're like, oh, now they're going the other way down the same hallway. Oh, that's funny. But this looked worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And they did a thing that I. I noticed they do in theater a lot, which is where they kind of focus the light just on the action. Like the background isn't really lit up because Mm -hmm. there's probably nothing there. It looks really bad. So there's a lot of like darkness, but it's not, 
it's not even done in a way that makes it look like they're anywhere but a sound stage. Like, yeah, it doesn't look it looks stupid. It looks really cheap. I think part of the problem, too, is that we are watching it with 2022 technology. And, yeah, but you do know, you remember Blood Diner, like how well that was shot? Yeah, that's true. You know, like. Oh, Jackie Kong. Jackie like, Kong, like. Directing this? Layered, that would have been great. It would have been great because she would have fucking layered the shots and made it look fucking awesome. Like, well, that's the thing that I, I'm like, you know, there's probably a lot of money in this movie. And almost every shot that's in the wherever, like the running man, like area looks like shit. Yeah. They all look terrible. And it's like she took a diner that was on Hollywood Boulevard that was vacant and made it look real. And like people were hanging out in front of it and like layered the shots and lit it really nice. And even the movie's ridiculous. She made it look awesome. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you have all this money and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Yafit Koto, and you still made it look that bad? Well, let me ask you this, because uh, Cutting Edge, which is Paul Michael Glazer's movie right after this, mm-hmm. do you think that movie looks significantly better? Or do you think it kind of also looks maybe like a Hallmark Channel movie? So, because... And I know a lot of this is the cinematographer. Yeah. So, The Cutting Edge... For the scenes where they're not, like, actively doing, um, like, their figure skating routines, Mm -hmm. it looks really, really good. Okay. But I think, I hate the way that they shoot them when they're having to do, like, long segments of them skating because it's in, they do it in a way where the camera's kind of moving faster than the action Mm -hmm. or vice versa. And it's, like, dizzying. Like, I hate the way that they shot all the skating sequences because they, like, aren't in focus, really. And you're they're, like, tracked weird. So I don't like that part. But I do think the cutting edge is shot a little bit better. I'd agree because, with that. you know, like, there's still some problems with how it's shot, but it's better than this. Well, there were a lot of different directors tied to this and directors that actually did work on this, too. Like, I think four directors got fired before Paul Michael Glazer oh, <laughs> took God. it over. And all of them worked on the movie for some point in time. Oh, Jesus. But some of the other people that were in talks for it, Alex Cox, who did Repo Man. Mm-hmm. I think he would have done a much better job on focusing on some of the satire from the book, just because I really like the grocery store store scene in Repo Man where everything is labeled like cereal, beer, you know, just like yeah. white packages with black letters, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Alex Cox is a really smart and inventive filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Um, George Cosmatos, who did Rambo First Blood Part Mm 2, he had some ideas that as soon as he told the producers, they were like, yeah, that sounds expensive. Like he wanted all the rich people living in a mall in, I think, Edmonton. And um, all the chase stuff would have been in the wilderness, like the first first blood movie yeah um the version that i think would i probably would have liked most maybe after an alex cox version of the running man ferdinand fairfax who's british Mm -hmm. wanted to do like a really wry british thing where in the middle of like a heated action scene uh someone would come out for a tea break and everyone would have to stop fighting so they (laughs) can drink tea (laughs) 
That would have been really funny. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. Um, Andrew Davis is the person who worked on it the most. He did Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yeah. And Holes. the uh, Oh, the one with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. I've never seen that. It's like the first movie Shia LaBeouf was in. Okay. I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it either? Okay. No, I just know that it was- With your dad liking golf, I'm surprised that- It's not about golf. It's Holes, isn't it? Isn't it about golf holes? Or what's it about? Are you doing a bit? No, I seriously don't know what holes is about. What's it about? To be honest, I don't know. So it I just could know be they're about dig- golf? I mean, I doubt it. The holes are a little bit too big. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was You're precious. I love yeah, I you. Know. <laughs> I just the movie poster looked like they were all looking into a, a golf hole cup, whatever. I don't I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. But okay, I and love then you. Michael Mann, who Heat and everything, suggested Paul Michael Glazer because he worked with him on Miami Vice and thought that he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other people that were tied to uh, play the Ben Richards role, mm-hmm. uh, Don Johnson. That would have not been good. And Dolph Lundgren, who uh, yeah was the in Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Reeve, but he ended up having to make Superman Four instead. <sighs> Bummer. Yeah. He would have been good, I think, because he's very, like, all-American, so I think it would have worked. Yeah. What was that one movie that he's in where he's, like, gay? Is it with Michael Caine? Oh, Death Trap. Death Trap. Yeah. He's really good in that. I feel like he probably had the chops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw out three names, and the An Almost Starring podcast does this. You tell me which one is not the real person who is up for... Uh, ben Richards. Okay. Okay. Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. or Patrick Swayze? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. How did you know? I don't know. I just feel like it was too on the nose. Yeah. You're right. Like, mm. so, uh, wow, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. It's, I don't know why. Like, I know Patrick Swayze's been in like action movies, but I still just don't ever think of him as like an action star. Well, here's the thing. Edgar Wright is in pre-production right now to do a remake closer to the source material. Of The Um, Running Man? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think Patrick Swayze, out of all of these choices, probably would have been the best because the book is way different. In the book, uh, and it is based on a Stephen King book, but it's- Mm -hmm. uh, It's a short story, right? No, it's a full novel, it turns out. Um, Oh, It's him writing as Richard Bachman, which was his pseudonym. pseudonym, So he could write stuff that was like non-horror genre. And um, the publishers were just like, dude, you write too fucking many books. Like, can you do something? Yeah. And honestly, I kind of think that Richard Bachman was a better author than Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's kind of a shame that when people figured out that Richard Bachman was Stephen King, Stephen King decided that Richard Bachman would die of cancer. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he had a whole backstory for Richard Bachman. He was like an army vet and like... All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's great. It's out of control. In his version... um. Ben Richards is like just a poor every man and the disparity between the upper class and the lower class is like super significant where like everybody is basically like the refugees and stuff. And in the book, his daughter is like dying, super sick, and is he can't 
find a job. His wife has turned to prostitution to support the family. So he volunteers to go on the show for the prize money. And the show is like a cross country event. Like there are no boundaries. Like you can go anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, it's sort of more like the Hunger Games where they're just kind of showing everyone altered footage to make you like boo or cheer and yeah and he's trying like he meets with the resistance in the movie by the way the leader of the resistance who pulls the collars off at the beginning is mick fleetwood from fleetwood mac and oh really in his mind he's playing himself because he's like you're the one who arrested all my friends and destroyed my music and burned my guitars man and his character is, is named mick so oh, i think that's, that's funny. pretty funny that's funny and when Ben Richards finds out that everything is corrupt and it's all propaganda, so people aren't aware of how bad things are in the world, he keeps trying to get messages out to everyone, mm-hmm. and they keep kind of like changing his audio and stuff. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's not funny, but that's like, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's more like a, a thing where he has to use his cunning to survive. Like, yeah. He does disguises and stuff. It isn't just like brute strength and cheesy one-liners. Yeah. And at the end, he finds out from the show producers that his wife and daughter died before he even started on the show. Oh, my God. So he's like, all right, well, I got nothing, you know? like Yeah. So he hijacks a plane mm-hmm. and uh, crashes his plane 9-11 style into the building that is the headquarters for the network. That's dark. I feel like they'll probably change that for the reboot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have a feeling they're not going to green light that. And I thought I heard somewhere that the host, the Richard Dawson character, uh, Damon Killian, mm-hmm. in the book, I thought he was like the president of the United States or something like that. But I'm, I think I'm wrong on that. I think if that was the case, though, that would be really funny considering Donald Trump, Trump was, was a, a reality, reality show, show guy. Host, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this was written by Stephen D'Souza, the guy who wrote the Flintstones movie. So, so <laughs> you know what's you're funny? Welcome. By comparison, it makes the Flintstones movie look a lot smarter. Uh huh. Sure yeah. does. So, with it being like an everyman, who do you think would be good to play Ben Richards in a uh, mm. Edgar Wright version of this? Oh man, let let me think. I immediately go Simon Pegg. Yeah, but I feel like he's getting a little bit older. I mean, he's my age. I just mean like I would probably cast someone in their 30s. You know what I mean? I used to be able to play 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Simon Pegg. I think he's great. And it's not like I feel like he, he's even too old or anything like that. I just feel like I just feel like I would probably go for someone in their 30s. Who, like um, to to be on a to be on a show like that, you know what I mean? Like, who ha- would have like a young child that I don't know? I feel like that's kind of a good median age who, for casting. What's the name of the actor who plays Cheaty? Uh, William Jackson Harper. Yeah, I think William Jackson Harper from The Good Place would be great for something like that, just because. Yeah, like he's so like unassuming. But in reality, he's like ripped. He is, yeah. That is actually a really good casting choice. Yeah, but and he also has these huge eyes. Yeah, that I think can 
just convey so much emotion. Yeah. That and he, yeah, he's such a phenomenal actor. He really, really is. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Thank you. That's a great choice. I like that. Okay, top it. I don't think I can. Who would you put in a Damon Killian role then? Oh. The Richard Dawson role. Mm. Who, by the way, apparently uh, people that worked with Richard Dawson <laughs> said, oh, yeah, he didn't have to do much acting for this movie. He is, he's a dick. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like who would be a good asshole. Whoever does it, I, I would want them to have like those uh, Hillary Duff like caps on their teeth and stuff. Just do that really You know who awful... would be good, even though he doesn't seem like he's a dick in real life? Hmm. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, but he already kind of did this already in Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, but, like, as soon as you said caps on their teeth, it, that's, like, the image that... You know who might be able to do it? Hmm. Mark Evan Jackson. Oh, yeah. I think he would be good. Because he is such a... I mean, like, I know he's a character actor, but, like... You know, he went from playing, like, very straight-laced on, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine to being an actual demon on The Good Place. Like, I I think he has the chops. Yeah. I definitely think he could do it. Who do you think? I think it would be really neat to have someone who's, like, super beloved by everybody that you could kind of see. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, apparently James Corden is, like, just as much of a dick Oh, no, I've as... heard he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, the guy that he, uh, what his, like producing partner like wh- whoever his like acting or writing partner was like they don't speak anymore because james Corden's such a fucking asshole yeah i think it'd be funny to play up that kind of oh like just have james Corden just be a dick yeah you know what let james Corden do it yeah i bet he would be great at it because i there was an episode of his show that i think during the pandemic um jimmy kimmel was giving him a hard time and he's like, I bet you don't even know who the names of anyone who works on your show. And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, who? what's that cameraman's name? And you just see the panic set in <laughs> of him being like, I, I don't, I don't, like, he does not know. Right. And the cameraman, bless his heart, just fucking slowly pushes it. <laughs> it's so great. That's so funny. Because he doesn't know because he's an asshole. Yeah. Sorry, James Corden. But no. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not you're sorry. fucking rich and fuck you. Be nice to people. It's not that fucking hard. I'd like to tell you about the cast from this version a little bit. Yafit Koto. Did you know that he turned down both John Luke Picard and Lando Calrissian to play this? No, no. Just oh, in God. his lifetime. He was offered both roles. Here's he was the thing. offered Lando after Alien. And he just said, I just want to go back to Earth, man. <laughs> You know what? That's fair. Like he fair. thought they really shot it in space or oh. something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I no, mean, he didn't want to be typecast. Typecast, yeah. yeah as you know, I, I get that. It makes a lot of sense to me that he would have turned it down and just been like, you know what? I don't want to be just a space guy. I think Star Trek: Next Generation would have been really interesting with him as as Jean Luc. Yeah, yeah, that would have been very interesting. I mean, I love Patrick Stewart. Who doesn't? He's a treasure, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it still would have been just as amazing with Yafikoto. Mm-hmm. Also in this, Jesse the Brain Ventura, uh, <laughs> who worked with Arnold on Predator and, and hit it off. has the most beautiful wig you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. 
Maria Conchita Alonso ended up being in Predator 2, which I think is kind of funny. That is funny. Uh, Arnold and Richard Dawson were, in real life, super good friends. Really? Yeah. All right. This is Kurt Fuller's screen debut, and I think it's kind of neat that he ends up playing kind of the same character in Wayne's World. Like the underling for the sleazy, you know, television producer dude. Yeah. Yeah. Roger Bumpus, who does the voice of Squidward on SpongeBob SquarePants, plays the announcer. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. And we have a Michigan connection for this episode. So Joe Apel will have to dig deeper to find one for our Facebook page. Lynn Shea apparently yes. has a very brief role as a propaganda officer in this. Yes. Very, very, like, so brief, I didn't see her. <laughs> we saw her name in the credits. So we were like, oh, Lynn Shea was in this, apparently. Yeah. So. I think this is neat, too. Uh, Franco Colombo, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend, has a small role in this. And apparently he has small roles in pretty much every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie up until this point. And then afterwards, he switched to producing and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like best man at Arnold and Maria Shriver's wedding. Oh, that's nice. Um, Sven Ol Thorson, who plays Richard Daw- Dawson's bodyguard, mm-hmm. he was also in Conan the Barbarian and uh, playing James Earl Jones's right hand man. He also stood up in Arnold's wedding, and the three oh. of them are all friends from bodybuilding days. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's, that's nice. One of the old ladies in the audience, Mrs. Wiggins, was played by Lynn Marie Stewart, who plays Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed that. She was oh, okay. also um, Miss Yvonne, the most beautiful woman in the world. Really? On Pee Wee's Playhouse, yes. No way. <laughs> yep, that's her. Holy shit. Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's... Because um, I was going to say to you, like, oh, that's Miss Yvonne, but I wasn't sure that you would... I don't know. I I didn't say anything because she was only on for a couple seconds. And I was like, eh, it's fine. Did you know that Natasha Leone was one of the kids on Pee Wee's Playhouse? Was she really? Yeah. I did not know that. All in all, this movie was um, a thing that happened to both of us. It did happen to both of us. Honestly, like I said, if you are under the influence of something, you may enjoy this more. um, Because it's pretty ridiculous and silly. The quips are top-notch cheese but yeah other than that i would say it's fine if you don't watch it (laughs) it's totally fine (laughs) are you excited at all to see what edgar wright does with this i'm always excited to see what edgar wright does so yeah okay i i would be down i really liked baby driver even though ansel elgort's a piece of shit and kevin spacey i know i guess i shouldn't be surprised that like people with a ridiculous amount of money and who are like young stars who've never heard the word no before pieces of shit you know what it's unfortunate i'm becoming less and less surprised but i'm always super disappointed oh yeah 100 percent. it's very disappointing when you find out someone sucks that much Mm -hmm. you know but what are you gonna do i guess yeah i guess we're just gonna end on that downer (laughs) (laughs) well If you want to let us know what you thought of The Running Man or who you would like to see in Edgar Wright's remake, please leave a comment in our Facebook group and also follow us on Instagram where Allison will post as many ridiculous screenshots from the movie as she possibly can. Yes, there are a lot. So you know what else I would like you to try to find? I'm going to challenge you to do this. 
Try to find as many crazy international posters for this movie. Because <laughs> I want to see how this movie was marketed elsewhere. I'll do what I can. Okay. But I can't make any promises. I only have so much time to spend on Google. I have a lot of TikToks to watch. So. <laughs> Apparently this movie meant a lot more to other people than it did us. Yafet Koto and his wife formed the Running Man Foundation that was to uh, boost the arts or something like that in the Philippines. And nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger's tour bus for when he was campaigning had the running man on the side of it. Okay, well, maybe it's just a good title. Yeah. Okay. There's like a there's an Asian game show now called The Running Man. Oh, good. I hope it doesn't turn into a you know a death match type thing. But who a, knows? A the world's a crazy royale. place. <sighs> okay. And if you would be so kind, please tell a friend about the show. Yeah. Word of mouth advertising is the best advertising there is, so That's say true. I. I don't, know, I what don't know what that was either. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, I'm glad that we both know that it was weird. Yep. It's yeah. a thing that happened. It is. And it is. I'm not going to redo it, so it's in the episode. Oh, thank God. Um, All right. Well, <laughs> tune in next week to find out what movie Allison will make me watch. Yeah. On You Made Me Watch with Mike Bobbitt and Allison Bobbitt. Get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>